Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Oh, one side of it, you, you're really happy for him because he's he's had another kid. He's him and his family are growing, and and obviously from our point of view, we we 100 percent support him going to see his his family uh, and be with his family. So that's kind of first and foremost. But yeah, obviously on the flip side of that, he, he's a big part of our team. So whenever Mary and and Mike feel comfortable that, that it's the right time for, for him to come back, we'll, we'll obviously bring him in with open arms. But until then, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's much bigger than basketball. Joe Ingles talking about Mike Conley's absence. Jazz will be without him here as the series begins today. 11.30 the tip, 10.30 the pregame show. They'll probably miss him for more games, but bubble timeline, when he'll return, currently unknown after quarantine when he did. So better prepare for life without Mike Conley. And PK, there's reason to think the Jazz have been doing that for a few months now. Oh, they're going to do it for a few more months until next season because I don't see how they're going to win this series without Mike Conley. Doesn't look like that would be the way to bet at all. Jazz are also without Ed Davis. He's got an MCL injury, so he's out for this series, but he hasn't really been playing that much. you got to figure Rudy Gobert is beginning to get most of the time here. For Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, they got the green light, PK. Shoot as much as possible. Obviously, Rudy depending on them getting the ball to him, but for Donovan and for Joe and probably for Jordan Clarkson too, it's, it's go time. Yeah, I think they already did. So I don't know that that's anything new. Uh, If you're looking for guys to replace Mike Conley, I don't think it's going to be those three because those three were going to be able to, they were going to have to do what they were going to do no matter what. More on this game, more on this series coming up. we got a lot of you weighing in on Facebook, what you expect, looking forward to this, what you're thinking as this gets underway. We'll get to all of that in our next segment. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. The Lakers, they're the number one seed in the West for a reason. They got the best player in the world on their team. But at the same time, we, we didn't fight uh, as hard as we fought in the bubble to just say, all right, we the eight seed and go out here and just get beat up on. Uh, we feel like we have a chance in the series against anybody in this league. Uh, we feel like we got a chance in this series. And that's how we go approach it. You know, we go approach it with a, you know, a healthy level of respect for them for ourselves, not as far as what anybody else has to say or what other people think. We respect them for who they are. And uh, we have enough belief in ourselves to go into it feeling like we can win the series. You know, I think it's, it's that simple. That's Damian Lillard talking about the Blazers' chances against the Lakers. They got one more day off to prepare. They don't play today. They're going to open up tomorrow. In prime time, they'll be the 7 o'clock game. It's the Mavericks and Clippers tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Can you put a number on it? What percent chance you give the Mavericks of shocking the world? The Mavericks now? We're, we're moving on from Dame? Uh, Ooh, well, I, I picked, the, Lakers don't play I picked the Clippers to go all the way, so I'd probably give the Mar- Mavericks probably an 80% chance of winning the series. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> Maybe eight, not 80. Uh, yeah, but they, see that you got to go my prediction. You got to factor in my prediction. Oh, you've jinxed them? 
I'm not like PK the Greek over here. Uh, you've had some good predictions. <laughs> Everybody whiffs on a few. Some people can I still pick think it. that the Clippers have the best team and that they should win it all. I've been saying that for weeks, and that really hasn't changed. But yeah, well, you got you got a player that. The, the caliber of Doncic, who's just 21 years of, of age, and I think he, he's got to be first-team All-NBA, doesn't he? I mean, it's amazing how young he is and how good he is. And you got Porzingis, who's not exactly, what do they say, chop liver. You know, I don't know how much they've got beyond those two. They got some role players, and maybe if they had uh, probably, I'd say, at least two, if not three role players, whoever they may be on a given game, play about as well as they could play. I give him a shot. Uh, any one game, I certainly give him a shot. Trying to win four is the issue here. This isn't the NCAA tournament. But certainly when you've got an all-league player and another, I can't call him really a sidekick, that's too dismi- uh, uh What am I looking for? That's too dismissive. disrespectful, I think, to just call Porzingis a sidekick because I think he's much better than that. But you got two quality players. I love what the Mavericks are doing now. They their time is going to come it's just not right now i mean check back in two to three years if they handle things the way they should and add some pieces and cuban spend some money which you have no doubt that he will they should be a bona fide contender again as they were years back with Nowitzki. but right now it's certainly the clippers should be a heavy favorite i did move on from dame uh dame and the blazers pretty quickly there did you have a hot take you wanted to share on that they, they don't play till tomorrow so Maybe they, uh, I, they, they, I support what he was saying. I yeah. agree with everything he said. Uh, what do you think of that game Saturday? you think that could be a permanent part of the landscape? Nine versus eight, trying to keep uh, more teams from tanking? But does the ninth place team, I'd have to look back and see uh, historically, is that a position in which you purposely try to lose? Uh, I would guess most times no. I think the thought would be that 10 and 11 might be close enough to 9 that they wouldn't tank. Now, Dave, uh, David Locke said he thinks that it might be bigger than this. You know, it could be some kind of ladder where 10 plays 9 and 9 plays 8, and you have a couple of these. I just don't know how long they'd want, you know, everyone else shut down while these things played out. So I don't well, know. Well, what are we talking about? Go. One game, or is it going to be the finagled thing where the eight has game to lose twice. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's all I'd up for discussion. Look at it. Yeah. But yeah, I, well, let's never uh, lose the fact of uh, the it's there to make money. And if this brings in more money and that the fans tips, like tips it. The scales. Yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, as long as you don't trump it up too much and jack it up to where it's, it's goofy, uh, but uh, I, it's not like I disliked it by any stretch. It was an interesting game. It was, it was a, sort of a fun game there. I never really felt that Portland was going to lose the series, but that somewhere along the line it would happen. But I would have to, I'd have to investigate the line of how deep the playoffs go because the one thing I don't want is a team with uh, 33 wins having <laughs> to be considered a playoff. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it I sounds good on paper. But I would need to do more research, which I'm not going to do, by the way. <laughs> you want someone to do it for you? I don't care enough. David Locke's got nothing going on. Let him do it. David, hey, we got a project for you. Uh, yeah, his mind can't sit still. We know that. So the last thing I need is to have a number nine team who is in the low 30s get in 
to the postseason and they get drilled in four straight by uh, number one seed and it's not competitive at all, that doesn't do anything for me as a fan. If it brings them money, good for them, but I don't receive any of their money, so it doesn't matter to me. I'm looking for competition and I don't want something that becomes a joke. Other games today, uh, the Nets and Raptors are at 2 o'clock. The Sixers and the Celtics are at 4.30. I think I'd be pretty interested in that Sixers-Celtics series, but when Simmons went out, lost some of its luster there, I assume Boston's going to take care of Philly pretty quickly. Okay. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It's an amazing thing. I texted Alex before the training camp got going. Uh, him just being there and being able to get cleared by his doctors and then now getting cleared by the uh, the Washington's doctors, being able to go out there and, and be able to perform. It just shows the grit that he has. And, I mean, he's someone that uh, helped me out a ton in my career, and he's always persevered, and I just uh, expect him to keep persevering as his career goes on. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes right there talking about Alex Smith, the former Ute quarterback. Practicing in Washington again. Of course, they were teammates for one year in Kansas City. Uh, 17 surgeries, PK. Nearly had the leg amputated. It's an incredible story. I suppose there are people watching this uh, story unfold thinking, I mean, that's awesome, but why risk injury again? I couldn't, I don't want to see you get hurt. Why go out there? But hey, football players have to play football, right? Yeah, I don't know. You can live your life on worrying about risks. It's just, uh, we're, do, we're, we're overdoing this with worrying about risk. Why get out of bed if you're worried about risk? I don't really see him playing. I think they've committed to the young guy, Haskins. Uh, maybe that won't be the case. But uh, so in my mind, he'll get back out there and maybe be around for a year or so and probably call it a day. He's had a nice career, not a spectacular one. But the comeback, that's separate. Comeback is totally different. Doesn't matter if he'd won 10 Super Bowls or zero Super Bowls. It's a phenomenal story. And Washington has a new team president, Jason Wright, the first black president of the NFL team. He replaces Bruce Allen there. Allen was, Allen was let go at the end of last season. Wright played in the NFL, Cardinals, Falcons, Browns. He's running back for seven years. This is a franchise, I don't know, can you overcome the owner, though? Uh, he seems to be front and center all the time, and it's been uh, two pretty dreary decades in our nation's capital. Well, I think I can honestly say he is the right man for the job. Okay, well done. New president, new coach, and possibly with Haskins, a new quarterback. So we'll see how that all plays out, right? DJ and PK. Just really excited. Uh, you know, thankful to, to Tom and the administration for getting it done and for Troy, you know, and excited. Ryan Pugh's there as the offensive coordinator, you know, so uh, a guy that we know really well, and um, they have a lot of talent on their team as well, and they've done some really good things as a group in their first year last year, and you know, as the OC for Pugh, I was really proud of him, so, you know, he left us as O-line coach and went to go be an offensive coordinator, and really, really impressive what he's doing right now, and, and uh, it'd be cool to have him back in Provo and, and uh, def- to try and defend his offense, so it's going to be a lot of fun as a, as a team, and just to have that on the schedule is a little bit relieving, and I know that we'll probably see some more teams come up in the next little bit as Tom starts working through it. Kalani Sataki meeting with the media, talking about the addition of a fourth game with Troy coming in and expecting more games. And I would think they're going to get some home games here. I would think ESPN wants some some games in primetime on the West Coast. And there aren't that many teams that can provide that right now, PK. So I would think ESPN is going to help them out here at some point. Well, there's only one team that can provide that right now. That's BYU. Yeah, unless somebody plays a really weird kickoff time. 
Uh, is Air Force going to play those two games with Army and Navy? Uh, one would be on the road. They don't have one at home. No official word on that. That might be one more game they can get there. But nobody else playing west of the Rockies, so there's that. As of right now. Who do you think will double back? Uh, hopefully the Pac-12 and Big Ten have brains and double back. Parents from Ohio State, Iowa, and Penn State have spoken out against the Big Ten decision to postpone the football season this fall. Many of them writing open letters to the conference, demanding a response from Commissioner Kevin Warren about why they announced the schedule and then canceled the fall season, which, in retrospect, was a pretty bizarre timeline and doesn't make any sense. If you're going to cancel it, you don't really need to announce the schedule. Could have kept that thing under wraps for a week. If it's so dangerous, and maybe it is, but I contend that when they made the decision almost in the same very week that they had previously announced the schedule, that seemed bizarre timing, as you just alluded to. But if it's so dangerous, how come Warren's son can play at Mississippi State? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you expect Kevin to say, son, you're not playing? So, at the end of the day, does it come down to the SEC that their slogan was uh, really true? It just means more. And they're not canceling. Although the Alabama AD was tweeting out pictures of people lined up without masks as they start to come back to campus and telling them if you want football, mask up. So I don't know that they're going to play for sure. But you're right. it could. That would be a weird deal if the season actually plays out that way. The SEC plays the whole season and the Big Ten doesn't. But the Big Ten commissioner's son does because he's in SEC school. Well, if you can't play the whole season but you tried... It's like the high schools. You know, the high schools have already had week one here locally. And you know, if you listen to teachers and students, and I've got both, the, the word running around is, oh, everything's going to be shut down in two weeks. But at least you gave it a try. And I was listening. Uh, I went to the gym yesterday morning, and I was listening to a national show, and some ex-jock was on there, and one of the moms of the players from uh, Iowa was on. that You just referenced the, mm-hmm. the letter and all that. And he says, we're, well, suppose someone dies playing football. Well, that would suck. Suppose someone dies not playing football, but gets it, and if they would have been playing football, they wouldn't have got it. I mean, you can ping-pong this back and forth five million times. Justin Field, the Ohio State quarterback, has an online petition. He's got 218,000 signatures, maybe more by now. Uh, wants the Big Ten to reinstate the season, says the Big Ten, asking uh, players and teams to make their own choices as whether they wish to play or opt out of the fall season. That is basically what the uh, NFL did. And, you know, I think it just it really goes to the question of liability, PK. You know, it's, uh, you know, the Big Ten commissioner is looking at the Big Ten thinking they're liable if anything goes wrong at one of 14 schools. And he's looking at his son thinking, ah, the odds are in our favor. It's not that big a deal. But that's one kid as opposed to 85 kids on a team, 105 with yeah, a walk-on. Yeah, but the risk, the risk 14. is just as great. But it's just one. So if, if that's the case, then uh, put 50 kids out there because then you'll reduce it. Oh, using that logic, reduce don't have 85. Smaller just, tell, just cut out say, guys, we'll give you your eligibility, but you're not eligible. Just like the NBA said, guys, you're in the NBA, but we're not taking you to Orlando. So sorry. But this is what we've decided. So if you want to reduce the risk using that logic, have 60 kids. That that, that should make it drop incrementally. Um, here we, we're, we're looking better each day now. It'd be interesting we're, to see how many people opted out because that would start lowering that number right away. And you're right. They could just a, say no, you know, no walk-ons, right? 
We're not doing that. Kind of the way the NBA said, we're taking 35 people. I know you usually travel, depending on the club, with 50, 60, 70, whatever yeah. it is. But we're th- this is the limit here. I think for me, if I'm Kevin Warren, I restart the Big Ten. But just to be on the safe side, I tell Ohio State, since they have the most fans, we're just not going to let you play this year. I think that's the smartest thing to do. Just your Ohio, your anti-Ohio State uh, thing coming out. No, right I'm there. looking for for safety reasons, and and when you think about it, at least for me, most Ohio State fans I know have cooties. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. High fly ball down the left field line. That ball is hooking toward the corner, and it's going to be gone. Four in a row. Eloy Jimenez just kept it fair to the bullpen. And the White Sox draw four of a kind, and it's 7-0 here in the fifth. You're making your Major League debut, PK, and you give up a homer. And another, and another, and another. Back to back to back to back, Royal Ramirez. The record nobody wants to have, but it's his now. Giving up four consecutive homers in his Major League Baseball debut. Mixing a walk. <laughs> Plunk some guy in the shoulder. No, I'm not saying that, but just uh, throw some, at least mix it up a little bit, you know? White Sox uh, end up uh, winning that game. They beat the Cardinals 7-2. to The Dodgers... Four home runs. They sweep the Angels. Caber Ruiz started it off. 20-year-old homering in his first major league at bat. And then they just basically pound him three in the third, four in the fourth, and it's over. The Dodger machine looks like it's uh, it's uh, in top form right now, PK. Yeah, Ruiz, that was literally his first at bat. It was They had to send some... A stadium worker out there to get the ball, and he's looking for it. You know, you don't have somebody catch it, and then they run out there and give him some prize to get the ball back because it's your first big league hit. And every time, anytime you get your first big league hit, you always see that they'll uh, lob the ball yep. over to the dugout. Well, here it was a home run, and uh, I think that was his first uh, at bat too. Uh, so first hit, first at bat, all that type of stuff, and. And, of course, and there's no fans. He hit it in the right field, and they sent a worker out there to get it. It took a sweet time, but eventually he got it. <laughs> What's the rush? Yeah, just going to sit there. They're just going to give me some other lousy job. Yeah, it was a nice day. Take a nice walk, get a little exercise. So the Dodgers are rolling. They lead the division by two games. They look like they're in charge in the National League West. The Angels is uh, is Pujols, or not Pujols, um, Trout ever going to play uh, in a playoff again? I mean, they've expanded it this year, but the Angels are 7-15, and 15, so I don't even know that they're going to make the expanded playoff. They're not, a, not at the pace they're going, that's for sure. No. No, I mean, you, I guess Madden's new, so uh, see if they can get some pitching there. Uh, you can have uh, eight Mike Trouts. He'd be awesome offensively and defensively, but uh, you need some pitching. I mean, that's a name of that ball game. You've got to have it. You can have all the hitting in the world you want, but if you don't have decent pitching, I mean, you look at the A's. They're just pounding the ball. They've got it both right now. I mean, the Giants suck. Giants were supposed to suck, and now they had a decent little start, and they settled into sucking. They're firmly in last place in the NL West. And the Athletics, man, 
hitting grand slams in the ninth. <laughs> I know. These phenomenal <laughs> comebacks. It's just amazing. They're now uh, with a 15-3 win yesterday. Oakland is now 16-6, four and a half games in front of the Astros and five up on the Rangers, and the Angels and Mariners have completely disappeared in the rearview mirror. They're like nine games back, so running away with it. Yankees' DJ LeMayu uh, going to the injured list. How many injuries do you think the Yankees plan on having, and will it matter? They're 15-6. and six. They don't seem to be missing Stanton. Now, maybe partly this is, you know, they got to play the Red Sox this weekend, and the Red Sox, like the Giants, are, uh, you know, headed straight to last place and not what they were a couple of years ago. I guess I'd have to see how long LeMayu is out. Are we looking at a week? Because obviously everything is magnified. But if you're going to win your division, which I don't know that they're going to for sure because uh, Tampa Bay is decent. So... Obviously, you want to be healthy for this uh, this crazy season that they've got in the postseason, which is just right around the corner, and we just started the regular season yesterday. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, playoffs start today. A weird, unusual NBA playoffs, but the NBA playoffs, nevertheless. What are you looking forward to? How fired up are you? We'll get to all of that next. DJ and PK. we got Steve Cleveland here at 830. Kendra Andrews covers the Nuggets for the Athletic at 9 o'clock. Stay with us. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. The one and only David Locke. Let's start with Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be great. He's going to be one of the best offensive players in the league. But he's a rookie who hasn't played a lot. I think what's going to happen in this series, you're going to find out, and this is just for me watching a little bit and being giving a scouting report by a coach in the league. Michael Porter Jr. takes one dribble to his left, and he comes up and shoots. And if he puts it on the deck to the right, he's going to the basket. If that's true, our staff will figure that out. So let's see on that. I also think Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to guard Joe Ingles, which means you're going to see a lot of Joe Ingles Rudy Gobert, pick and roll, and see if Michael Porter Jr. wants to handle that. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical Services will light up your day. All right, question of the morning. What are your predictions for the Jazz in the NBA playoffs? 11.30 this morning, the Jazz and the Nuggets. Game one, not just for these teams, game one of the uh, of the traditional playoffs. He had the, the playing game Saturday. So, PK, we got 80 comments. It's a pretty big number, and you wonder how much passion there is for just a uh, playoff unlike any other. No home games, no face painting and crowds on the plaza, the pregame show, everybody buzzing as they come in. You can just feel the energy. All that's gone. Not going to have an arena packed with fans, everybody wearing orange or white or blue or whatever the color of the day is. No home court advantage. After a four-month layoff that broke the momentum of the season, it's a totally different deal. And we've got some comments about that. And, of course, with all the social issues and Black Lives Matter on the court, we got a lot of comments about that. And then there's people just sticking to the basketball, too, making predictions. 
How much is this a normal playoff to you? How much of this is something else? And how would you explain what else it is if it's not just the playoffs? Well, it is the playoffs. It's the playoffs under the circumstance. That's the way I look at it. And that that's the way I'm going to approach it. They're balling out. Good enough for me. We've got, uh, we've got Ethan. I spent my life turning to sports to take a break from the stresses of the world, especially political opinions. Now that sports is filled with political opinion, it's no longer that getaway. Off to other things that accomplish that for me. Yeah, well, that, that's the sentiment of a fair amount of people. I don't pay attention to ratings. I never care about ratings. I care about what I want to watch. And if I want to watch it and somebody else doesn't want to watch it, I couldn't care less. But as I understand it, ratings are down. But I know the NBA is going to spin it. Well, it's August. TV ratings are down, blah, 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 blah. The fact is the politics turn some people off. And the, for, for one group of, of segments, they're going to say it's a moral issue and it's not a political issue. And then for another segment, they're going to say it's a political issue. If Black Lives Matter, why aren't we outraged? I just saw something of all the shootings in Chicago and Cincinnati and people dying all the time. So you can go back and forth on this. Frankly, I'm tired of it because the reality is you're never going to convince me. I'm just speaking generally here, generically. You're never going to convince me, and I'm never going to convince you. So what's the point? It is what it is. Put your signs out there. Do whatever you want. Kneel, roll over, whatever. And do, do whatever. I mean, I, I'm, I'm ready to continue to live my life and do what I can. I've always believed that the only way you're going to affect change is on an individual level. And what you need to do is uh, get to know somebody who's of a different race. And you're probably going to like that person. And that's going to help. It can, it can only be attacked one person at a time. You can put all the signs in your yard that you want, and then they're going to make a lick of difference. But if you get out there and you individually can make a difference, a sign isn't going to make a difference. A statement on a basketball floor isn't going to make a difference. Individuals are the ones who are going to make a difference. So we can just bat this around forever and ever. But the fact is, at 1130, the game is going to be played. It's 11.30 is the tip-off, right? Yep. It's not, and, not probably 11.35, but yes. Okay. And that's when that's when I'm going to tune in. Everything else, uh, I don't want to say I'm tired of it because that dismisses it summarily, and that's not the point. Nor do I want to say I'm over it because that, that acts like I didn't care. But when the game starts, it's about the game. That That's all the matter. To me, this is a phenomenal opportunity for Donovan Mitchell to really, really assert himself. And he's got a nice little uh, uh, net underneath, so to speak. Because if he scores a bunch of points and they lose, well, that tends to ring. Yeah, PK's breaking up while, uh, while Yach works on that. It's clear that if he scores a bunch of points and they lose, you're going to be able to turn around and say, well, Bogdanovich wasn't there, Conley wasn't there, what could he do? On the other hand, if he goes off, and the Jazz are in the game, and it's a tight game, and the Nuggets start to struggle, and the Jazz make some plays and find a way to win it, man, Donovan's the guy. And now you get a win, so how much more pressure is on the Nuggets to come back and win the next one? And the longer you extend the series, the more it reflects well on you. It's a little bit of a, it's a, little bit of a Damian Lillard situation, right? Now, he did get his guys back. Uh, you know, Nurkic obviously returned. But he was lighting it up while they were gone. 
he called his shot, and now they've pulled it off. So it's not a perfect comparison with Lillard, but it's not half bad either. When you're a good player on a team that's had injuries, if you have it going, you're going to get a lot of credit. Right. And that's what Mitchell has this opportunity to achieve. Uh, we got predictions here. We got the full range from people who are serious to semi-serious. David says NBA championship and a crazy good parade in Salt Lake City, which immediately got laughing emojis. And Matt says no bug, no bogey, no mic, no bench, nuggets and four. Very well could be. You could see that happening, then, couldn't you? Yes. Yes. You're missing two starters, and they're a good team. You know, they, they finished second. Yeah. The, we, we talk about how good the West is. The Nuggets have finished second in the West and third in the West in consecutive years. So you got to be doing something right to win that many games. Won a seven-game playoff series and then lost a seven-playoff game series last year. And, you know, they're not uh, – they're, they're, as a playoff team goes, they're on the younger side. Uh, there are probably younger teams in the NBA, but it's still the arrow is still up. They're still gathering postseason experience, and we largely buy into that you got to lose before you win. So the arrow ought to be up. Now the arrow you were talking in the last segment, how the arrow ought to be up for Dallas too. Not everybody's going to cash in on the potential. You know the West is too good, and there's some teams you figure to be pretty good at the top. The Clippers should be good for a while. The Warriors should be back. The Rockets are good. So somebody's gonna somebody's still gonna have to lose in the first round. But the Nuggets, second, uh, yeah, yeah, that, second that, and third in consecutive years. You can't you can't overlook that. And, and that's great that a good team loses in the first round, because that means it's high quality competition, and that's what I want. It's like the NFL playoffs. You know, you usually get certainly by the second week, you're getting big time competition. And, you know, those games are mammoth. And that's what I want in the NBA. I want any playoff series. It doesn't matter what it is. I want high-quality competition. That's, that's what's going to draw me in. And the Nuggets, you know, they may never get there. Uh, the Jazz basically only got there twice. You know, they had quality teams for almost two decades. And they only got there twice. Well, it's real difficult to get there. Uh, and so that's just the way it is. And, I mean, they lost, the Jazz lost to some great teams along the way. Uh, but And Denver, I wouldn't classify them right there yet, but you've got to like their future. And if it was, it's not really a fair fight with the Jazz missing a couple of guys. That's just the way it is. That's the circumstances. So be it. There's nothing you can do about it, I guess, uh, particularly with Bogdanovich and, I guess, with Conley there. Got to, got to do what you got to do. Uh, so uh, this really, to me, is an opportunity for Mitchell to shine. Because, you know, you look at Clarkson, you look at Joe, we've talked about those guys shooting more. We pretty much know what the ceiling is for those two guys. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, largely they are but, who they are. Yeah, and we we can anticipate the ceiling for Mitchell, but we're not really, really sure. You know, is he going to be a big-time player? I mean, really big-time here. We know he's a, he's a very good player and an all-star player, all-star caliber player. We already know that. I don't see that changing at all. But can he really be one of these guys, as you talk about Lillard, put the ball club on his back, so to speak? Haven't We've seen that in spurts. But let's see what he can do now, even if he doesn't win. Because I don't think the judgment for Mitchell now is winning. 
ultimately it is. But I think that, the, you know, obviously, I don't want to say pass because you really can concede nothing. Because if you're going to concede, then don't freaking play the game. And I'm not, I'm not saying the Jazz are or will concede. They'll, they'll very well could lose, and that's not going to shock anybody. But let's see what you got here, particularly from Mitchell, because he's the emerging star. And what level of stardom can he achieve? I think we can get more than a glimpse. A glimpse is just like a shadow. I mean, I think we can get some real opportunity to see. And it's a lot of fun. So I'm anticipating it. Yes, I'd rather have Bogdanovich and Conley in there. No question, we all would. But it's not. So let's see. And I would have felt the same way with Bogdanovich and Conley. You know, my eyes individually within a team game, of course, is are they're going to be on Mitchell because in his limited playing time in this seeding situation here in Orlando, I've really, really enjoyed what I've seen from him. I think your point about he's a star, how big a star can he be? You know, it's uh, if you're an all-star, it's top 30. You know, you have some guys who have long-term injuries and have shut it down for a year like Durant, and you'll have guys who have to pull out of the all-star game because of some short run, you know, hamstring or ankle or whatever. Uh, so you got 24 all stars and you got a handful of people, right? It's a, it's a ballpark, you know, there's 30. Okay, you're in that group. But when you're all NBA, you're in the top 15. And I all think, I think we all look at the top five and 10 different. I think in any year, you look at an all NBA list, you look at some of the third team guys, and there's just no way you put them on the same level as those guys who are on teams in front of them. But those are the guys you're going to have to beat in playoff series, and usually guys you're going to have to beat pretty quickly in playoff series you know the, the west is yeah. stacked how long can you avoid the top i don't know pick your number five seven ten players in the game around maybe you know I, I think even by the second round you're going to be seeing top five players in the nba in the west you, you just you can't escape you should it. right so to get to the point like yeah he's a star but to get to another level where when people start rattling off the top 10 players in the game your guy gets listed right away you talk about all those good teams stocked in alone had those guys got listed right away you know he kind of in the last generation it wasn't built for the long run as it turned out it was four years which I guess is actually kind of normal in the NBA maybe it's a little on the short side uh, you know but Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer all-stars and uh, Olympians, and we're just starting to get there and went to one conference final, you know, but it was a four-year run, and then it was done. So, so what, I see Mitchell as being somebody much better than Darren Williams, and that's no knock on Darren Williams. I see him better than Chris Paul, uh, perennial all-stars in the West for a number of years, and certainly Chris Paul has been that. You know, he's a fine, fine player. I don't think anybody can argue with that. Even he hasn't won at all. I understand that, uh, but you know, if you're if you're a multiple, if you win the ship many times in the NBA, you, you're you're an all-time elite level, way up there. Uh, I don't know if Mitchell can do that, but and that next rung, which is a high level unto itself, I see him being able to achieve that. Plus, I, I just want to see the fire in his eyes, so to speak. And I know that's cliche, and you might have to have, uh, what's the Eye of the Tiger? Who sang that tune? I don't remember. You know, I realize I'm, I'm going down basketball cliche type deal. I understand that. But I want to see it. I want to see just the way he carries himself in his body language. Because you can tell the true superstar. Even in defeat, you can tell the, the true superstar. 
and just the way they they have like an angst about themselves. You know what I mean? When they're losing and things aren't going their way. And we, we saw it with Kobe many, many times when they would lose and, you know, he'd just start attacking Shaq and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that. So even in defeat, you can see it. Who has it? Who wants it? Those types of cliche things that we get into. Because there's some, and cliches have some form of truth. You just don't want to go into it all the time because then that's not really analysis you're just breaking out a book of cliches <laughs> but i really want to see mitchell i'm excited at 11:30 this morning to see him take the floor in in a playoff situation yeah it's funky and there's no fans and blah 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 but it's still a playoff situation to the players involved none of that stuff really matters that you know they're playing in Orlando and there's no fans and all that stuff. It's it's me against you, us us against you type thing, and at least that's what I've been able to observe. Having not been there, obviously I have not been in the arena to watch any of those games. I've just been able to watch it on television, like all of us. But that's the sense that I'm getting. So the point is, it's a real playoff competition, even though it's unusual playoff competition. It's unusual to the point of freakish. I've been uh, pleasantly surprised at how hard and how well uh, most of the games uh, have been played, and and I got to say I didn't watch them all, and maybe it's a fat, you know, maybe part of the product is that you know there are eight teams that didn't go, and I didn't watch the games involving the teams that I didn't think had a shot, so I eliminated you know ten, twelve teams, uh, but I think I'd largely do that anyway. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of, I, I guess what I haven't seen is the Jazz playing the bottom half of the league. Um, you know, they did play the Spurs. So when, when teams started sitting guys those last two games, um, you know, that wasn't so good. But when, the, when, the, when teams had their best players out there, which is what I think we're going to see in the playoffs, the basketball was really good. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't pleasantly surprised. I anticipated it. I've had the opportunity over the years to go watch guys in pickup games in summers, and I've seen competition. They used to play, uh, when I worked in Torrance, California, they used to play Redondo, the gym. They used to have summer leagues and pickup games, which is, I mean, I could walk to it from my office building, and I've seen it. And I've seen college guys, when they go up to Westminster, I've been in Westminster's gym, they used to go over there and play. Now they got all these fancy facilities, they don't need that, so I'm going way back into the 90s, and even into the 2000s, and Guys with ball. They, 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 you put a ball in their hand and put somebody in front of them, they're going to ball. That's just the way it is, man. And because this is what they enjoy doing. And plus, you, you, everyone's got an ego competitively. So, yeah, I, they, they fulfilled what I thought they would fulfill. The only thing is here on this playoff, I, I don't think the eventual winner, and it's legitimate, but you never had to win on the road. And there's something to be said. And there won't be that whole thing of just trying to get a split by the visiting team. Because when we've been in this situation here locally a number of times, you get that split and then you come home with the home court. You won't have that. And that's unfortunate, but I can accept it under the circumstances. All right, DJ and PK, more of your feedback coming in. People uh, filling up the Twitter timeline with all kinds of takes on this. We'll get to that next, 855-340-ZONE. Use the, uh, use the app, the open mic feature. Y'all can get your voice on the air. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. A lot of times people will ask me if you wouldn't have been a professional football player, if you wouldn't have been a radio analyst, what would you have been? I always tell them a paleontologist. I... We've done shows for a long time. You've never, ever mentioned that ever. I know. Paleontology? What? Maybe if you showed more I interest was... in the things I'm interested in. Was it just in? because of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park? Because you say that, then I'm like, okay, I got you. You know, Sam Neill was never right for her. Now, Dr. Hans. Dr. Hans. <laughs> Girl, nature always finds a way. I don't know how you guys take my dreams and just crumple them up like a piece of paper and throw it right back in my face. Oh, man. Catch Hans and Scotty every day. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Soaring Networks is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at SoringaNetworks.net. A lot of you weighing in on Twitter. The question in the morning, your predictions for the Jazz and the NBA playoffs. Carly, Carly's keeping the hopes low, PK. I hope they win at least one game. Well, in order to win four, you got to win one. So, yeah, it would suck to get swept. I agree. There haven't been many examples of the Jazz getting swept. That's something not something Jazz fans have had to uh, put up with over time. And certainly getting, not getting swept in the first round. The Spurs did it. Uh, the Jazz were in a 1-8 series. I think Al Jefferson was still playing in that era. But I don't remember that often that they were swept out of the playoffs. The Lakers swept the Jazz one time in the D-Will-Carlos Boozer era. But it's not not something that uh, Jazz fans have had to put up with. No, but at the same time, they haven't had two, two guys, starters two missing. be gone. Yeah. Clint. Now, Clint's been listening to the show for a long time, going to Jazz games for a long time, analyzing the local sports scene. And he says, Jazz Twitter will be in denial through two games. After three games, the refs will be at fault for jobbing the Jazz, followed by there suddenly being dozens of Jazz Twitter general managers after games four and five when it mercifully ends. Well, let me speak to that last point. You want dozens of Jazz general managers because that means they're invested in your team. That's part of being the fun of a fan is that you always play GM, and I don't have any problem with that. That, that, That's that's part of the, they should get rid of this guy, they should keep this guy, but this guy needs to do this, blah, blah, blah. If you don't have that, then you don't have the interest. I don't think that, that people are going to go along those other roads this time because of the uh, lack of firepower. I mean, that, that, those were the, ironically, in a sense, those were the two big additions to the ball club in the offseason. Obviously, Clarkson came, but he came in season. Those two were the two that led everybody to be so hyped for the team going into last fall, and they're gone right now. That's not funny. I don't know what the word is. Ironic. No, it's at at the end, the the Jazz Twitter GMs, as Clint so artfully put it, the Jazz Twitter GMs, and it turns out the Jazz real GM, the front office, the executives, the coaches, uh, everybody diagnosed the same problem. Can't make enough shots. Let's bring in some shooters. So... What do they do? Make a trade, sign a free agent, bring in, uh, what, roughly $50 million worth of shooters in Conley and Bogdanovich, and those are the $50 million worth of shooters who will not be in uniform for Game 1 this morning at 11.30. Yeah. So ironic. As it would turn out, (laughs) the the two guys that got us all the hype because they were the brand new guys, and then Clarkson along the way. So 
nevertheless, they're going to have to face the Nuggets without these guys. It's, in, in my mind, I don't, I don't ever believe in house money, not at the pro level, because everything matters. It, they, they interviewed Carlisle the other day when uh, they were playing one of the games when, uh, at the end, they do that uh, in-quarter interview thing there. And they, they weren't playing their guys, but he wasn't conceding anything. No, you're, you're always evaluating. So this is a great evaluation period, just as it always would be, because it's, a never, it's literally a never-ending job. You've, you've never arrived in pro sports, never. You may experience it for the moment, but then after that, you've got to get back right back out there, and it's constant. And so here, it's the same type of deal. You know, they've played these young guys, and they've pumped these young guys up a little bit here in the last few games where they've gotten some more substantial, real, meaningful minutes. All right, so you you fought enough to bring them in, so let's see what they got. Even in defeat, let's see what they got. So there's something to be said. It's not you're not playing with house money. I've never I never bought that. No, not not in this situation. Not at, not at the pro level. Forget that. You know, there's opportunities to see where things don't count as much, but they count a lot now. They count as much as anything, and you're not going to have your all your stable of horses. But so what? Not man, not so what. That's that's too strong. But you still got to go out and compete. And well, if I'm one of these other dudes, man, I'm licking my chops. Two things. One, what you just said about it's pro sports, so you've never really arrived. It just keeps going on. It's just a treadmill. That's basically what Popovich said about having the playoff streak broken. He acknowledged it means something to a lot of people, but when you're in it, you got to be in it in the moment. And they won five titles. And when you win a title, you get to celebrate on the court, and you get to go back to the hotel and play the piano like Jordan did, right? We saw that in the documentary. And you get the parade, but you win the final. That The draft is usually like a week to ten days away. And you're right back at it again. And then Summer League. And I do think that even though we saw some games here at the end, what, much as we see in April, we just saw in August, where you sit the couple of guys, uh, the, the point I think has been made multiple times by multiple coaches for different teams that they were using that time to evaluate young guys because they're not going to have Summer League. So who And those guys know, right? All, all the players know. So who gets a contract and who doesn't? Even when it was guy 9 or 13 or 16, it was out there, they're all fighting for jobs, contracts, playing times, and, and playing time. And there's no summer league. And it's going to be a short training camp. So, of course, they were going at it. Jobs are on the line. It's, there's never a time it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's the way I feel. I think that's the attitude you have to have. All right, DJ and PK, more of your predictions coming up. Uh, Jose says with Conley out, Nuggets in six or seven. That would be pretty interesting if that happened. We'll get to that coming up. Stay with us.